episode of the No Love Through podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Christine Alexis, and I got my girl, Ashley Allen, here with me. Hello, everybody. What's up, girl? How you been? I've been good. You know, it's, it's been a good week. Uh, I want to say a week of smiles for me. It's, it's, been, it's been good. How about you? Ooh, a week of smiles. It's giving romantic vibes, actually. I love it. Yes. Um, it's been a really good week for me, too. So I love to hear that. We're both in good spirits. And that's perfect to lend to today's topic, which is all about getting in our feels. If you guys are joining us for the first time, this is the No But For Real podcast, where Ashley and I keep it real about topics affecting Black women. And that's everything from you know, policing women's bodies, which we touched on in the first episode, to dating and relationships, which we're going to get into on this episode. But before we do that, please make sure you are subscribed on Spotify. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Woohoo! Snaps Snaps for that. We are everywhere that you find podcasts. And we are live on Instagram at No But For Real Podcast. So make sure you guys stay subscribed to us on all platforms. So you never miss another episode and the juicy tea. We did put up a poll recently, not really a poll, but a social media post asking to hear from our No But For Real fam. And we're so excited to hear that you guys are loving what you hear so far. And we had a special request from one of our listeners, Brianna, to get into the juiciest topic of all. Come on, we know we want to hear the tea on our (laughs) life. Yes. Love. I mean, everyone wants to know about love. Everyone wants to talk about it. So we're going to get into it. So yeah, I mean, dating and relationships is one of those topics where either you love talking about it or you hate it. It's taboo. You're single, you're hating it. Or you're in a relationship, you're hating it. Like it's very polarizing. I want to say as much as like astrology. Like, (laughs) Oh, for sure. And from a married standpoint, a lot of people are like, well, don't tell too much. People shouldn't know about your marriage. Which I understand, but at the same time, there are things that should be talked about. Ooh, I'm so glad you touched on that, girl, because I'm definitely going to pick your brain a little bit. We need to know <laughs> it's like over there on the married side, because the single side is a little ghetto right now. <laughs> it's a little ghetto. <laughs> but um, Ashley, I just, I'm so curious, like what it's been like for you and Chauncey, like over the last like year or so, we're still in a pandemic, you know, yes. and this was like your first year of like marriage together. Like that's a, this is a huge milestone. So you got to fill me in on like what it's been like for you guys. Girl. Well, first, let me start by saying when you get married, you always hear people talk about the first year of marriage and how hard it is. And it's this and it's that. And I will say, I think that the first year of marriage definitely comes with its challenges. And and I think where that comes from is because even though you may have been with this person for X amount of years or whatever the time length may be, you are getting to know this person on a different level. Things are way more official now, you know? Um, Yeah, wait, sorry to cut you off, but how long were you guys dating before you got married again? We were together two years. Almost two, two years. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just yep, giving our listeners that. some context. Yeah, about two years before before he proposed, and then we got married a little bit less than a year after our engagement. And I thank God for that because had we not, I mean, we literally got married right before the entire world shut down. We got married in September. The world shut down in, in March. 
So we right. were able to get married, go on our honeymoon overseas and make it back safely. Yo, amen to that. Yeah. But we, our first year of marriage was def- was during the quarantine. Uh, and I will say for us in particular, it was actually pretty good. I remember having friends. What? Yes. I had friends call and ask, how are you guys doing? How are you doing? And they were all shocked when I said we weren't arguing, you know, nothing, nothing really happened. I want to say the biggest thing that we learned was not only do we love each other, but we actually like each other as people. And I really think that that is what got us through our first year of marriage and a year in lockdown together. <laughs> right. You're looking at that same face every day and you wake up every day. And you're like, you know, I still, I still like you. Still yeah. Do it for me. Like, Cause I mean, if you think about it, if you live with a significant other, you know, you in our regular world, you wake up, you guys kiss, you know, have your little morning together. And then you guys are off your separate ways to work or whatever it is that you're doing. But when you are waking up and you're spending literally 24 hours a day with each other, I don't care if you're the best person in the world. At some point there, there are going to be little things that get on your nerves, but I think the most important thing to maintain a, a healthy relationship in those circumstances is if there is something going on, talk about it, express those things. Because if you hold that stuff in, it's sooner or later, it's going to explode. Wow. I mean, you're giving me just like a wealth of knowledge right now because like <laughs> I've never even lived with a partner, you know, like I've never gotten to that point with somebody let alone, you know, I'm also not married. So that's just a whole different ballpark. I mean, to me, what it's sounding like is you guys picked each other as partners very well, because to not only like love each other, but like each other and genuinely enjoy each other's company is a big deal. Sometimes, at least from what I've heard from other couples, it's like they get to that roadblock and they realize that later. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, I don't really know if I even like your company as much as I thought I did. And then Splitsville. So, yeah, well, I can say for us, Um, I think we met each other at a perfect time in our life where we were, we, we've lived our, our own life separately before we met each other, but I also feel like we were both in a point in our lives where we were comfortable with ourselves. And we also came into the relationship with no bullshit. We were very Mm. open and honest with each other about whatever it is that you wanted to know. And I mean, on our first date, he was like, look, I'm looking for my wife. What's up? He wasn't playing no games. I was like, what? Oh, oh, well, sir. Hello. <laughs> Woo, that's that's energy right there. That is energy. And you know, like when it's from the wrong person, it's, it can feel like a lot. But when it's from the right person, it's just like. I was going to ask. So like if you were on a date with a guy. You know, somebody, let's say you guys have kind of been, you know, texting back and forth for a couple of weeks here and there, and you guys finally go on like a real date. And let's say he hits you with that. How, how would that make you feel? And you actually like this guy. What, like, what would you say? What would be your, your reaction? Well, first of all, I'd have to just figure out my thoughts over the sound of my ovaries screaming. Cause that's the type <laughs> of stuff that makes me just, wow. Like. I, I for one appreciate that energy, but it's like I just said, it's like, if I'm still not sure about you, it's probably going to turn me all the way off or it's, or it's going to make me just like question, like, where's that coming from? 
because if I'm not there yet, how are you there? Like, what are you seeing? Like, it's going to make me like get in my head. Mm-hmm. But if I'm already feeling you and you say that, wow, just like give me your bank information. Like, let's exchange social. <laughs> let's get married. Like, it's, it's, it's a go. But <laughs> so let me ask you this. When it comes to dating, is there a such thing for you personally as being too honest with your partner? Um, no, personally, I don't think so. I mean, maybe I just haven't heard anything yet that made me want to say no to that. <laughs> but I, I just love to know everything. Me personally, I'm so curious. I can also get a little analytical, which is probably what's kept me from really like finding love. I mean, it could be one of the many reasons, but cause I'm always trying to see all the variables. Like I want to know, are you talking to somebody else? Like, where's your what's your mindset? What do you really want? Like, I'd rather know everything up front or as much as like appropriate for the time and where we're at than to just be guessing. Cause I have an overactive imagination and I'm going (laughs) to fill in those blanks if you don't fill them in for me. (laughs) So that's kind of where I stand on that. I agree with you. I am a, I'm the type of person where I would rather you be up straight up for it and honest with me then leave out little things that might make things look sketchy later on down the line. So I'm, I'm all for the honesty. Now, I do think that there's certain things when it comes to dating and getting to know someone uh, as adults that may not need to be discussed. Like, I don't think body count should be discussed. What do you like? Think? What? Like body count. Oh, wow. I, don't, I mean, as, as 30 year olds, I just don't feel like, a specific number needs to be discussed. Now, if there's something I need to know as far as like somebody we're going to be around or if we have some like people in common or something like that, but like sitting down and saying, hey, how many people have you been with? I don't think that's necessary. Oh my God. Wait, so did you and Chauncey not have that conversation? As far as a number? That's a number. Ooh, okay, spicy. No. Um, You know... When you first asked that question, I wasn't even sure of what could be, what could fall under that category, but that's absolutely something that I don't think needs to be discussed and be like, okay, so this person, this person counting on everything, reciting that to me, like, no, you know, everyone was raised differently. You know, it's your prerogative. I I personally believe it's your prerogative to do whatever you want with your body and you made your own choices. I've made mine. Um, You know, if you have an STD, I would like to know. And if you have a baby yeah. mom, I would like to know. Yes. And if we're going to be around someone that you dealt with extensively, I would love to know that too. Absolutely. But in terms of that number and, you know, the specifics of that, I don't think that's really something that's like up for discussion. There are some deal breakers. There are some dating deal breakers, which, you know, we'll get into at length, but I don't feel like, I feel like that's honestly, like, I haven't had that kind of like even casual conversation with somebody since like high school. Girl, I was about to say that's so high school, like we're adults. And that's, that's what we, that's what we talked about when we were started dating. Like, I understand that I'm coming to you as a full grown woman. You're coming to me as a full grown man. We both have lived our own lives before we met each other. So there's no need to like get into that like that's not going to change anything that we're doing here you know so why doesn't even make any sense I mean we're we're definitely under that impression some people may not be for some people you know it could be 
a deal breaker for, for whatever reason. And also for some, they may not be as experienced. So kind of wading into that conversation could be insecure for some, you know, yeah. not everyone has experienced. So I guess in that respect, it could be an interesting conversation to have if you're feeling insecure about that, yeah. but just to have it to like, throw it in someone's face in an argument or something or like whatever. Like, I don't know what good comes from like knowing that information. Yeah. So uh, ladies, I, I would know. advise ladies and gentlemen, cause it's not just ladies that ask that question. I'm just going to give that a, my, my advice from Ashley. Please don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will take that. Sis. I'll take that advice. All the way through the oh my goodness. Uh, but I mean, on that topic though, I do enjoy like a healthy level of transparency with someone that I'm seeing on any level. Like I'll say that right now, like I'm casually talking to somebody and I feel like from the time we like became friends or even just started dealing with each other at all, it was just super transparent of like, hey, I'm looking for this right now. Hey, I'm not looking for this right now. Or, you know, I mean, we're already putting it out there. So I'm definitely of the mindset to, you know, intentionally date right now. Um, I'm 29 years old and I would love to get married within the next like three to five years. That's Mm -hmm a goal of mine so so what are that, you looking for like oh. what 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 are the qualities that make you perk up and say okay this could potentially be someone that I'm willing to share my time with what are, what is, what does that look like for you oh that is a great question I feel like I'm still defining it but I do have some like baseline standards which is you know, you have to at least have the things that I have right now, which are a really good job, my own place, my own car, you know, not to be materialistic, but like that's that those are just my standards. They, it matters. It, yeah. it, it matters to me. I'm extremely independent and ambitious. So it's okay if you're not, but you need to respect that about me and be able to keep, keep up with me. Um, I just, I want someone who's sure of me, who sees my value I'm not necessarily in the business of like being a car salesman and like, look at me, (laughs) these are all the things around me. Of course, like I'm going to, you know, I want, I want my partner to be just as sure that they're making a good investment. They pick somebody good the way that I feel when I know I like somebody It's because I've checked off all those boxes. So that mutual like respect, appreciation. I mean, I do like someone who's more ambitious, just like I am. Yeah really like caring and thoughtful and just has their head on straight and like honestly just like respect me enough to be honest with me all the time yeah I love that you use that word investment because I think that shows how you value your time and how you value sharing your space and your mind with someone else because when it comes to dating it's very easy to you know, hang out with someone or continuously go to dinner and drinks or whatever it may be. Um, But that person is taking up your time. They're taking up your, you know, your mental and they're, you guys are pouring into each other. So if you know that that situation is not necessarily the one or worth your time or feeding into whatever space you're in in your life currently, then I, you know, I don't think you should waste it. So I love that you said invest because I, I think that that shows that you're in a good mind space and that you know what you want. 
and what you're willing to accept. Oh, thanks, boo. That means a <laughs> lot. And I love that you picked that up because I do use that word intentionally because yes. think about it. When you spend money, everyone spends money every day. You always think you can get it back. You know what I mean? But investments are not things that you spend frivolously on. You know, yeah. that's a thought really hard about. And it's like time, like you can't get it back. So, mm-hmm. you know, all I'm saying is don't waste my time. Okay. <laughs> anyone listening out there don't waste my time I like to have fun but you know I I mean and also like I'm a believer everything in in God's time you know I I've been there where I think I'm doing like all the right steps and it's supposed to lead to x y and z and it may not it's just like being open to the process and not compromising on your standards and your time so yeah now let me ask you this because I feel like as women we are the way that we're raised, I feel like we're, this timetable is like ingrained in us literally from the moment that we're born. We're supposed to have this by a certain age and get married by a certain age and this, this and that. Do you subscribe to that? Why and why not? And then I'll give my answer. Oh, I was so about to turn that back on you, Ashley, but <laughs> I'll go first. Um, ooh, well, for me personally, ugh, yes, like I do subscribe to a timeline, but I will say it is my own. And it's something that I've had to actively, you know, make my own because I grew up really abiding by my mom's timeline and how she and my dad went about their lives. Yeah. And then when it when I got old enough to have different examples of love, I really started looking to my older sister and her husband as like, okay, now this is, I like that timeline. Like, let me see if I can do it like that. And all the while kind of missing out on that opportunity to get to know myself and like, well, what's Christine's timeline? Because Christine's life is going this direction and that direction and this direction. So I had to figure that out for myself. And I do have one. Like I said, I would love to get married within the next three to five years, but everything else after that is very loose. Like, cause for me, it's less about I mean, starting a family is important, but it's not as important to me as self-actualization, like really coming into my purpose and mm-hmm. then like finding my person. And then at that point, that timeline we create is with each other. It can't just be my timeline after that exactly. point. I'm with someone else now. So yes. that is going to change inevitably. Yes. And that's perfect that you said that because that's where I am. I feel like growing up for the longest time, I was all about the timeline. Like I wanted to be married by 25 and be done having kids by, yes, I wanted to be married by 25. I wanted to be done having my kids by the time I was 30, 31 at the latest. Um, That's what I grew up from the longest time. That's what I wanted because that's, that's what I thought was supposed to happen. And a lot of the people around me were getting married and having kids at that age. And it wasn't, it was normal. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. But as I got older, as I lived life, had my own experiences, like you said, got to know myself, I realized, no, I I do not want that. No, Um, I am so glad that I got married at, how old was I now? I was 31. I was so glad. I'm so glad that I got married when I was 31, because I feel like at that point in my life, like I said, I was able to have different experiences on my own that was based off of Ashley and not based off of anyone else. And I feel like 
the quote unquote timeline that I am on now is something that my husband and I have built for our life together. So Mm -hmm. the pressure of when are you going to have a kid or when are you going to have another one? Those times, like people ask us those questions all the time, but that's something that we have discussed and we have decided together and it has nothing to do with anyone else, has nothing to do with what anyone else in our life has. Um, even when it comes to owning a home or anything like that, those are things that we have laid out together and how we want our life to look like as a family. That's beautiful. I mean, that's what you hope. That's what anyone hopes for, right? Like yeah. not living your life for other people, but just like for each other on your own terms. Yeah. Deciding I, that together. I think it's so easy to get trapped into that whole timeline thing. Um because, and I really think it's a dangerous road if you don't, if you aren't able to grow from it and, and build your own timeline and not stick to society's timeline, because I feel like then you could just end up like not living your life for you. You're living your life to keep up with other people. And that's not a good way to live. And I, I just feel like we only get one life, you know, and I, I, I just really, for myself personally, I cherish all the experiences, not only that I have my husband, but like any people that I invite into my space, like I, I cherish those experiences. And I just really hope that people are, are able to do the same and just not be so heavily influenced where your life is literally built off of someone else. Oh, and especially in this day and age with social media, which we touched on in our last episode with body image issues, the same thing goes with like, just yeah like the timeline because you know you might follow this one influencer you love and her and her boyfriend now have finally moved into their dream home together and you know and now they've landed another big endorsement deal yeah and thinking about a family and they have you know like all these things that you might look at and you're like wow this couple is doing it you know and it gets so it's so easy to like idolize that or even like we said in our own lives like the relationships we see in our real lives that you know, and, and they may be offering advice from a good place, but it's just like, it's something you have to figure out for yourself. Yeah. And oh, as a single woman, that is a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow every day, Ashley. Like at least within this last week, I've, I've seen three pregnancy announcements, two engagements, and then someone got married like on a whim. So, oh, wow. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> how does that make you feel? And how, how do you process that? And I'm sure, although you're, you're happy for those people, I'm sure. And at certain points in life, like that may make you feel a type of way, like, yeah, that's, oh man, I I hope I'm speaking for some other women out there, but it's, it can be really challenging. And that's why like having your own timeline, like everything we just said is really important because other people will make you think you're behind. I mean, full transparency, there's been so many nights where I was just like, really just up and mad at myself and and being like, well, what are you doing or not doing that you're not like these other women, you know, that you went to school with, who came from the same upbringing as you, who seem to have checked off a lot of the same boxes and qualities that you, that I may have too, like, why is it working for them and not for me yet? Like, why, you know, like I would ruminate on these questions and kind of like question my own self-worth just based on the fact that like I'm not with somebody and I'll tell you this it's like a lot of prayer and therapy and just like honest conversations with 
you know, other single people and also couples that I trust who, who are really transparent, transparent with me about the other side, because the grass always looks greener. And then I can also have my perspective too, you know, like there's things that I really enjoy about my single (laughs) life that like people tell me like, wow, Christine, you're living your life. I wish I could be doing that right now. So having like, just trying to keep a healthy dose of perspective and having people around me who care about me and like, I guess, check in with me that, and you know, what I selectively expose myself to as well, because mm-hmm. of course I'm going to feel like crap if I'm sitting there doom scrolling and looking right. at everyone's life. I have to regulate that too. Like my happiness is on me. So yeah. I take little breaks. I try to remind myself, like, that's not, you know, my relationship status is not my life. I've created an amazing life for myself outside of that. So I yeah. can't get caught up on that one aspect of it. Oh yeah. I'm so glad you said that. And you know, speaking from the married perspective, you know, I feel like some of that doesn't go away to a certain degree. So for really? me, I, I feel like I'm currently in the season of I'm ready to be a homeowner, been renting for forever, and I'm tired of throwing away my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very easy to, like you said, look on social media or see other friends around you who are who are homeowners or own a second property and own a rental property and this, this, and that. And I'm just like, damn, like, <laughs> what am I doing? So I could get one property, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's very married or not. Like there's always going to be something that you're looking around and saying, damn, how do I get there? Why do I not have there? Whatever the case may be. And I can speak for myself. Like I said, going through this whole you know, wanting to be a homeowner thing, I have to not necessarily look so far down the road and look at the task that's in front of me. So the task in front of me Mm. is, okay, look at your finances. Okay. Are there first time homeowner programs or whatever that you can be a part of? That's the type of stuff that you need to be focusing on is what's in front of you instead of further down the road when you haven't even crossed the bricks to get you down there yet. So I have to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah, it, that that remind everything you said reminded me of that analogy of like you can't look at your starting line and someone's finish line and think you're mm-hmm. supposed to be at the same place. Like yeah. it doesn't wow. work that way. It doesn't. Because we will all have what we want when we want it if life worked that way. Uh I love that you mentioned that to a degree, a lot of the insecurities and things that I was saying, like don't go away, you know, like yeah. even with the example that you said, um, with you know, looking to buy a home, but like, is there anything that you realize, you know, now a year into your marriage that you, I guess something else that you still, you still felt while you were single and figuring things out that you still kind of feel now and are still working through with Chauncey, right? Like, I'm gonna say, is it bad if I say no? Cause I, I really don't. And the reason I feel comfortable saying no is because I feel like we came into this relationship complete. Mm. A lot of people you hear, you know, say, oh, you know, you need to be 50, 50, 50, 50. But I feel like we came into this relationship. I was 100. He was 100. And then it's like, okay, we gonna do this. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that we came in perfect. That's not to say that neither one of us had any baggage or anything like that. But what I mean by that is I feel like we both did the work on ourselves to where we felt comfortable as who we are, who we were 
personally before we join for forces right and I I I don't know if that's because like I said because of where we were in our lives when we met each other um I do feel like our honesty helped in that um and I can comfortably say that he is my best friend and we can look at each other and just laugh and don't even have to have any words to go with that we laugh we joke all day he says stuff that gets on my nerves. I do things that get on his nerves. And that's part of marriage. That's what happens when you live with someone. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's all part of the territory. And at the end of the day, it's, it's love. And again, I'm not, painting, I'm not painting the picture that we have the perfect marriage. Because I don't even know if that exists. I don't think that that is a thing. But for us, we are, we're friends who love each other. God, I've seen what you've done for others. <laughs> Hear my cry. No, it's not. That is beautiful. I, ugh, I'm obsessed with you guys. And I'm sure our listeners will be as well the more we get into it because we're going to dive more into this topic. It's definitely one of my favorites and I know it'll be one of yours too. I mean, listen, we need to have Chauncey on the pod. Like I, I keep saying this at some point. Girl, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get him on here, but you know, he's, He's an actor and he doesn't like to do interviews and stuff like that. But he has great insight. And uh, once you get him to open up, like he he has great conversations. So I'm going to work on it. But if Mm -hmm. we can't get Chauncey, I think it would be awesome to get a male perspective on on this topic. So if you listeners out there have anybody that you would like to hear from in particular, we can see if we can work our magic and get them on the no but for real podcast and answer some questions for real though we got we have plenty and like we said it's such a a multifaceted topic definitely want to save another episode to get into some of our dating deal breakers and just more of what it's like because anyone listening wherever you are I'm sure you've heard it if not you've seen it on social media especially on Twitter dating in LA is its own beast and like there's so much more to it so I promise we'll get into that at some point um, I feel like what we really took away from this episode is just, you know, everything we talked about with figuring out your own timeline and like making yeah. your own rules. It's all about you at the end of the day. No one runs your life and no one can live your life but you. Period. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, whoever my husband ends up being, I'm going to like play this episode back for him. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was me before we figured some things out together but um I appreciate you sharing your expertise as always babe I can't wait to get into it more on this following episodes girl I'm still learning we are we are actually a week away from our two-year anniversary so I'm still new in this game I'm still learning new things so I will continue to share my knowledge in the marriage game as I learn. And you got to you gotta keep my ear to the streets. I got to know what's going out here in this dating world, girl. Let's, let's do it. You know, it's funny. I actually made my sister swipe right for me one time and it was hilarious. She's also married and she was like, oh, look at this guy. He's got like a dog in his photo. And I was like, see, you would have got God. Like so many guys. <laughs> right. A dog in their photo. It's not, you know, like... It's funny. So I'll, I'll keep your ear to the streets. Yes. We'll, we'll keep each other in tech. But um, until our next episode, y'all, you guys can find me on Instagram at Christine I Alexis. 
And you guys can find me on Instagram at Ashley Reed Allen. And be sure to run over to our Instagram page and follow us at No Book For Real Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we're going to see you on the next episode. Mwah! Kisses.